Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is Carnival of Madness. It was written by Alex Gallat and Ian Christensen, who is also our GM. It is not out yet, but it should be available from drive through RPG soon. This is episode one. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Ian? Excellent. It's 5.30 p.m. somewhere along the Aylesbury Turnpike, west of Arkham. The twisting, turning country road rolls away beneath you as aging mill towns, farms, and apple orchards blur past the windows. A cheap air freshener shaped like a pine tree swings wildly from the rearview mirror. The brisk October air is kept at bay by the hot air pouring through the vents with the smell of a heater that hasn't been used in many months. Orange and yellow leaves blow across the asphalt in swirls as the setting sun dapples through the dense trees that line the road. You come to an intersection at the ruins of what must have once been a farm, and the road sign to the right reads Dunwich, eight miles, while the one on the left reads Aylesbury, three miles. A wooden sign next to the Aylesbury sign simply reads Carnival and has an arrow pointing left. You have an overwhelming sense of deja vu as you look at a dilapidated barn at the corner and see a crudely painted phrase on the wall facing you. How do you run from what is inside your head? Hey guys, here's a carnival over there. That sounds like a good idea. Roll, roller skating rinks uh, closed for maintenance. So, Are we, um, are, are we okay. supposed to be staying tonight in Dunwich or in Alsbury? Aylesbury. That's, uh, you know, you guys are from Aylesbury. I suppose I should, I, I kind of skipped the character introduction, didn't I? Well, um, we, we'll know who we are. If we yeah. <laughs> um, so the uh, five of you are traveling in your, in your van. You have a gig tomorrow, which is Halloween in Dunwich. Um, but you're probably staying at your parents' house in Aylesbury or something, you know. Um, of course, you know, you've got most of your equipment still in the back of the van. Um, as, as you're driving here on the turnpike and you're approaching the sign and the graffiti on the old dilapidated barn. Um, why don't we just describe characters real quick so everybody knows who everybody is going forward before I get confused. So who's um, driving the van? So uh, Jeff Rogers is driving the van. He's got a dirty mullet uh, and he's currently dressed as uh, Fred from the popular kids show. Uh, and uh, he, he's, mm -hmm. he's basically drumming on the steering wheel, looking for some entertainment tonight with his gang yeah and your gang of course are your bandmates and, and and your friend frank who helps with your gear and stuff he's kind of like your tech um your band's called those meddling kids i imagine it's probably painted on the side of your van what color is your van jeff uh it's, it's an old 60s oh band. it's cyan yeah cyan perfect garish nice nice um and who uh are there two there could be up to two people in the front seat as well. I know I was sitting up there. I don't know if Andy so go ahead. Was. So James O'Connor is sitting up there. Uh, he's wearing some black bell bottoms and a, a purple shirt. 
currently wearing a hat to uh, guys the shame that he forgot his his orange wing because he's the da- orange wig because he's the Daphne stand-in. Mm-hmm. Uh, bass player, singer, a little bit gaunt and uh, kind of skinny, you know, not really like a full like physical fit build per se. But he's excited. Excellent. Is anybody else sitting in the uh, in the front seat? I think I am too. Okay. Um, I'm Andy Taylor. I'm technically the Thelma character, and I am the uh, the drummer for the band. I uh, I'm 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 going along with this gimmick because it's our gimmick. But I'm hoping someday that we grow out of this gimmick and become <laughs> really serious musicians. But uh, I'm looking forward to the. Uh, I'm looking forward to the gig tomorrow in Dunwich, and now I'm just kind of interested in that carnival. Yeah, and you all grew up in Aylesbury, went to high school together, pretty much all close in age, um, in your early 20s, very early 20s for some of you. Um, Of course, it wouldn't be a good Scooby-Doo gag, right, if we didn't have a little bit of smoke rolling out the back window of the van as you're rolling down the road, as uh, Frank and Robert... um, why don't we go ahead with Robert first, if you want to. So, uh, I'm Robert, um, a guitarist. Um, I'm also the uh, herbalist um, <laughs> as well as, uh, you know, I'm pretty well-rounded, cool dude. Like hanging out with my friends. I mainly like hanging out with Frank mainly. Yeah. And uh, I'm tonight, I am uh, dressed as uh, Shaggy from the uh, cartoon show. Yes, this is the year after Scooby Doo came out, so it's a it's a pretty fresh thing, Scooby Doo. Um, probably a lot of a lot of kids will uh, will notice your costumes for sure at the carnival. So Frank, uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us what you do and what you're doing? <coughs> well, Frank, <coughs> basically, I get high. I do some tech stuff. Somehow I'm dressed as a dog. Who fucking knows? And I don't know where I am right now. Who cares? You're just enjoying the the ride. (laughs) Fantastic. Excellent. So you turn uh, down towards the carnival. Um. Anyone want to make an idea roll? I mean, all of you can roll an idea roll. Just know if anybody makes one. Mm, I got a nine. Help. Nine out of 75. Which oh, is Andy, extreme. you recognize the uh, graffiti, the quote. It's from um, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Oh, yeah, uh, Cheshire yeah. Cat. It's a Cheshire Cat line. Cheshire Cat line. I wonder if the carnival people wrote that up there. I don't remember seeing it up there before, but that's kind of cool. The uh, music on the radio begins to fade as the DJ's voice cuts in. <clears throat> that was Donovan's Season of the Witch. And before that, we heard the Rolling Stones paint it black, rounding out our trip back to 1966. Our spooky tour of the 1960s continues after local news and weather with Jake Hitchens on your number one rock station, WAAF Worcester. After a brief musical intro, you hear... State police are still searching for 11-year-old Alice Lambert, who was taken from the Worcester State Hospital five days ago by a man posing as an orderly. 
State police detective Brian Reynolds told, police, told reporters that while the investigation has been going slowly, they recently received an anonymous tip suggesting Alice may still be in Massachusetts. Alice is described as four foot eight inches tall, 78 pounds with blonde hair and hazel eyes. Doctors advise that her psychological state is such that she is unlikely to speak to strangers or make direct eye contact. Witnesses describe the suspect as being a white male in his mid-30s, slender and of average height. He has short black hair, blue eyes, and was last seen wearing a white hospital uniform. Anyone with information should immediately call the Massachusetts State Police tip hotline at 1-800-555-3400. The Forgotten Child Foundation is offering a reward of $10,000 for any information that ultimately leads to Alice's safe return. It's just a wonder the guy could get anywhere in a white hospital gown, probably with his butt hanging out. That's crazy. Yeah, that's creepy. What, what? What was that? Nothing. Just... Just go back into your clouds. <laughs> We're going to the carnival. We're going to a carnival, man. Yeah. Cool. Hey, Frank, pass it over, man. Pass it over. Hey, go, bro. <sighs> oh my God, you people are so lightweight. Here, it's a lot better while I was smoking. So let's go to the let's. Uh, have you driven? Have you turned yet to go? On yeah, you've you've turned. You've driven for a few minutes. Um, you're coming around a tight curve, and uh, the vehicle's headlights illuminate a tall, gangly clown with curly orange hair holding a bright yellow and red sign that reads "Carnival Pandemonium" in big cartoon letters. And below that, in simpler text, right this way, he's standing at the corner of an unnamed side road. Uh, the A-frame sign propped up kind of against him, and his right hand is frantically pointing down the dirt road to the right. Um, as you uh, slow down for the turn, you can see his face is covered in classic white uh, makeup with the bulbous red nose. He's wearing baggy yellow and black outfit, and uh, he, in his left hand, he clutches a bundle of strings attached to a dozen or so red balloons. Um his red smile widens as you approach, and he begins waving comically and jumping up and down, pointing down the, the road. The red balloons flailing and bobbing madly over his head. Okay, slow down, slow down, slow down. All right, all right. All right I'm going to roll down the window. Okay. Um, excuse me, but is this the way to the carnival? He just jumps up and down and points down the side road, making more it's... and more exaggerated pointing gestures. This way, huh? And he nods and jumps up and down and points that way. He doesn't speak. Are, are you sure? He nods, smiles. He comes over and he hands you a balloon. Thank you. I, I think that the carnival's... I'm being a dick. <laughs> uh, I think the carnival's in this direction, but I'm not sure. What, what's going on, man? Oh, my God. My rail. I'm way bad at it. Right, quit quit clown, <laughs> clowning around. Let's go. Here. <laughs> For you, it's a tomato. I'm going to start driving towards Carnival. Uh, As you turn, you glance back and see the clown illuminated by your red taillights. He steps out into the road behind you, still jumping up and down excitedly and waves at you as you as he fades into the darkness behind you. And then there's just a bang as I pop the balloon. (laughs) Jesus. He seemed a little overexcited. Or is that just me? He's getting paid. Uh, Actually, that requires a sanity roll from everybody. (laughs) <laughs> everybody I, I, everybody I, I, except for josh uh, he said it was a tomato i go to take a bite realize it's actually a balloon oh, everybody man. but frank 
Oh, I passed my sanity. Pass. Okay. Failed. I passed. 83 out of... Uh, it started the shit out of you. You drop, you, you, you drop your joint and... and uh, yeah. Dude, don't like the, the fan on fire. Don't, don't, don't. Put that shit out, man. And it's you're almost done. One, lose one point of sanity. Secondhand high over here. Yeah. Don't Just waste one. it, man. You're a little on edge. That that that, that freaked you out. That dude's like a little freaky, man. What? Just dude? saying. That that clown dude. What clown dude? The, the clown. Dude. I don't worry about it. Were you looking out the window or what? You can't I mean, see I'm sure it was clouds nothing. of smoke in the back. Hmm. After a minute, Jeff, the uh, narrow road leads to a weather-worn covered bridge sm- spanning a small river. Uh, the dark opening is flanked by a pair of glowing jack-o'-lanterns that faintly illuminate the cracked red paint of the structure. Nice. Um, oops. Did I lose my page? Oh, yeah. As you pull onto the bridge, you can hear the creaking of boards and the uh, steady rush of water amplified in the enclosed space. At the far end, your headlights fall upon a pair of teens that immediately turn and run, dropping paint cans that they've been using to deface the bridge. As you pass, you can see the graffiti reads, the end is very fucking nigh. There's been a lot of pranksters out tonight. How do you run from inside your end? The end It looks like the same handwriting. These, these, they, they have the same handwriting. Same handwriting. I mean, what else are they going to do? Uh, well, it is almost Halloween. As you pull out the other side of the bridge, you arrive at a nearly full parking lot. Oh, it's illuminated yeah. with hundreds of amber lights strung through the surrounding trees. And somewhere in the distance, you can just make out the sound of music, bells, shouts, and laughter. See if you can find a place to park. Yep. You're driving around, Jeff, and you manage to find one of the last parking spots near an illuminated archway painted to look like the open mouth of a clown that bears an uncanny resemblance to the one that so enthusiastically welcomed you back at the road. Beyond the, uh, this clown mouth entrance is a trail through the woods lined with more strings of amber lights leading towards the, the sounds that you hear. Jeepers. That's one hell of an archway. Jinkies. <laughs> yeah, this place seems kind of groovy. Let's go uh, show off our costumes. It's almost I wish I'd brought that I wonder how much way. it costs. You got to be Holy careful shit. on spending. This dude's big, man. Don't spend too much money, though. Now, Frank, give me a hit off. And I, I'm definitely for the munchies. I, wanna, I, wanna so I definitely you. want some food. Here you go, man. There you go. So you start following the uh, the amber light trail through the woods. You walk through the clown mouth. Um, and the sounds get louder, and uh, you begin to get some of the aromas of the carnival as well. You can smell like fried dough and stuff, you know. Oh, that smells so good. Oh, Frank, at the end that? of this, this winding yeah, wooden okay. trail, see the words Carnival Pandemonium arching over the entrance in large, friendly letters of red neon. A small, warmly lit tent marks the entrance to the carnival with a set of three turnstiles that restrict access. A young man in a red vest stands in front of the center turnstile with a uh, pouch hanging at his side. Actually, uh, it, it's um, on an apron. Yeah. Um, the tent is open on the side facing the trail. And you can see an elderly bald man who smiles and begins pulling at a string of tickets, uh, a dispenser. The wooden sign above says, admission, $1 for adults, 
children six to 12, 50 cents, under six free. Holy crap, how do they make any money? We get a discount for dogs? It's 1970, bro. Well, yeah. <laughs> dollar candy bar in 1970. Do, do, do you ask the old man if, uh, if he'll give you a discount for dogs? Yeah. Woof. The, uh, the, the teen approaches um, and says, hey, man, uh, I, I dig your costume. He's talking to you, Frank. He says, did you bring any Scooby snacks? <laughs> you come to the right guy. I just reach into my pocket. Well, actually, he reaches down. As he keeps them in his armpit. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little, little pouch here. I see oh, nice. Here you go. And he, uh, he says, he, uh, he says, they're okay, Ben. Uh, and so Ben hands you five tickets, the old man. Nice. You Looks like he's probably in his 80s or something. <laughs> but he, he also has the appearance of somebody who spends a great deal of time outside. So it's hard to tell for certain. You look like um, you've seen some other dudes shit, in his late man. teens. He's got the scars of a some a rather nasty acne outbreak in his youth. How many? How many days? How many days are you going to be here? Hair. Oh, this is the last night, grand oh, finale. Crap. Well, <laughs> we we timed this your... right. Yeah, I guess so. You have anything special for the grand finale? Oh yes, yes the uh, uh, the the um, the night of Bedlam, the the in the main tent, uh, all the performers and and Lady Sorry are going to put on a a big spectacular finale to to welcome Halloween before the carnival ships off. Uh, I, I guess they're probably heading back to to Europe or something. I I, I just took the gig while they're here. I live nearby. Groovy. I take one of these flyers. You nice. have those flyers. Those flyers uh, you had before you came to the carnival. That's what you probably picked them up in Dunwich or Aylesbury. Oh, okay. Apple Bobbin, mind reading. And you can see you're at the main entrance at the moment on your maps, which are on the inside of your you know, flyers. They, they fold. So the, the witching hour, that that's when the alcohol comes out? We can't have alcohol before that? Oh no, man! Alcohol is available all night. It's just the witching hour. Everything's fifty percent off from all the uh, all the beer tents and drink tents. How late are you guys going to be open tonight? Uh, Eleven thirty is when the main main uh, show starts. So by that time, oh. pretty much all the attractions will be shut down or shutting down. Cool. Nice. Hey, hey! Do you know where I can find Lady Sari, the the mistress of mentalism? Well, she'll be at the. Uh, the main tent for the grand finale. Okay, thank you. If, you, like if you're looking teller, for so. if you're looking for a fortune teller, you probably want to talk to Madame Fortuna. She's got a tent in there, uh, kind of more towards the middle, towards where, where the freak show is. Number sixteen, yeah. Oh, you got to check out the freak show. I I I, uh, I went in there with my girlfriend, and uh, oh man, we we didn't even make it halfway through. We had to, we had to duck. Nice. What about food? What, what's the uh, yeah, food? What's a good oh, one yeah. for food? Um, he says, "Yeah, there's uh, let me see here. Where's my map? Pow! Here we go. So for the food, yeah, there's food row. We got uh, jumbos, where they serve uh, fried dough. There's uh, pink clouds for your cotton candy. The Hackett Hut. They're always serving some kind of meat." 
Ooh, I want some hack. Free, freezy treats and the uh, copper kettle. It's a popcorn, big popcorn booth. Hey. And then, of course, you want to get your drinks at by the barrel. Cool. What do they have at Sweeney Sweets? Sweets. See. Oh, Sweeney Sweets? Yeah, it's like a candy shop. Come on, let's just go. Hey, yeah. Rob. I'm trying let's, to win some games. Let's go get some meat. And yes. Drink. Meat. Drink. You freaking do whatever. I need food. All right. Well, let's get something to eat, and then we'll wander around. I bet I could beat both, uh, all of you in these carnival games. Oh, yeah? Which one? Uh, how, about, how about Balloon Breaker? The one right there. These games sure, are it's right, it's you know right there. As I mean, that's going to be like literally the first tent we pass. So you know, you know Jeff, they're all rigged. Uh, it's fine. I'm sure they're all. You guys it just down. requires a little technique. You know, Still trying to do each other. You know what? I oh. think I could beat you all. <laughs> just, just remember, folks, we're on a budget. I bet I can beat you all at eating contests <laughs> for sure. I think the only person rival me is Frank. Oh yeah. Well, I just took a hit of that, you know. Oh, so, look at you, big man. Oh, boy. So Greg t- tucks his, uh, the, the baggie into one pocket on his uh, apron and he um, tears off, you know, the other end of the ticket stubs and hands you the other the five stubs and puts the rest in his, his uh, another apron pocket. Um, he says, have fun at the carnival. And hey, man, hit me back. Uh, if you come back here around, uh, let me double check the time. Sorry. Yeah, if you come back here around uh, 7.45, smoke break. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, I'll keep that in mind. My name's Greg. I- I'm from Aylesbury. Ah, Greg. Uh, we're, we're from Aylesbury, too. Yeah. yeah. I'm from Aylesbury. Oh, really? Yeah. Ruben? No kidding. Uh, did you go to Aylesbury High? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We did, actually. All went to, had well, the same classes. We, we tried not to, but, you know, sometimes... How old are you guys? I don't remember off the top of my head on the, the character sheets. Yeah, 19. 19. Written on them? I'm 19. 18. 18, 19. Okay. Oh, yeah. No shit. Um, yeah, you guys recognize this kid once he tells you his name. His name's Greg Johnson. You're like, oh, yeah. He, oh, yeah, Greg. He's, he misses class half the time. He, he Johnson. He, he's only a couple of years younger than somebody. He's like 17, but he's like three grades behind you. You know, sure. He's st- he's probably still a sophomore, and he's seventeen. You know, so or maybe a freshman even. Your older sister's the one with the big personality. Dude. Hey, hey, you know Cynthia, dude. Biology. I just can't stop staring at him. I just like. <laughs> hey, dude, that's my sister. Take it easy. Uh, it, it, it's a compliment, man. Don't the, worry about the, it. The most important part is 745 smoke break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go get some food. Yep. So as you step into the clearing, you're dazzled by all the exciting lights and sounds and smells. You can see the Ferris wheel standing out above the treetops, turning slowly in a clockwise direction. Uh, most of the carnival is still hidden from view by the solid eight foot tall wooden fences or wooden fence, I should say. It curves off to the left. Its upper edge trimmed with warm orange and yellow lights blinking randomly. Um, a chipped and faded red arrow painted on the barrier reads, the fun is this way to the right arrow or to the right of the arrow is a hand painted wooden sign that lists upcoming activities available throughout the evening, um, which is on your billet, I believe as well. Right. The schedule. 
So for performance rope, performers row for most of it, there's Apple Bobbing, Puppet Master, Juggles the Clown, Costume Contests at seven. There's the Marvelous, Baron Vladislav, Archie, the Master of Knives, Blockhead Joe, Strongman Max, Oberon the Mystic, Infernus the Fire Eater, and then the final show at Performers Row at 10 o'clock is Yvette, the Woman of Rubber. 11 o'clock is the Witching Hour. It's when all drinks go to 50% off. And then 11.30 p.m. is pretty much when everything closes up and it's just the main uh, finale in the main tent. Um, and where's my, yeah, there's my, oops, no, there's not my map, there's my map. We could have won the costume contest if somebody remembered their wig. Yeah, yeah we'll you know, it should happen, hey. man. We should uh, still yeah. enter. I didn't put on this rat costume for no reason. We don't technically need it until tomorrow for our performance. So. You know what? Just just put me in like a, a magician show box, and but my head is concealed, and just say that I'm danger prone Daphne about to get cut in half. I wonder what the hell Blockhead <laughs> Joe does. Do they nail things into his head? Yeah, I mean, we can check that out. So you guys come around the uh, walk around into the, the midway, the main area of the, the games and such. Um, the carnival itself now, you know, here is decorated with images of skeletons, witches and ghosts. You see hundreds of carved jack-o'-lanterns along the fences and between tents lit with small candles and jars. Families in costumes wander among the attractions, spending their pocket money on deep fried foods and vain attempts to win plush animals. Uh, the exterior appearance of uh, all the carnival tents is very similar. Each has a wooden frame covered in bright yellow and red striped canvas. Judging by the peaks in the middle, you're, there are presumably central supports as well, though they can't really be seen from outside. Right. Stout ropes tie to the outer corners, uh, stretching and anchoring the tents to thick wooden stakes driven deep into the ground. Uh, the canvas on front of each tent is open and propped up on poles to act as an awning, providing a space for carnival goers to gather beneath. And just inside each tent is a weathered um, wooden counter with panels on the front splattered with mud near the bottom, mud boards and such. Um, the panels are painted with different scenes related to whichever attraction or game is within. Um, the art all has a, a similar kind of old fashioned style uh, and everything's dulled and cracked. It gives very much the, the sense of great age. Um, the lights within give the tents an inner glow that fills all the pathways with a warm, diffuse light. Tents uh, come in apparently two varieties of sizes, um, not including the large central big top itself, of course. Um, larger tents are rectangular, roughly 30 feet wide by 10 feet deep, 8 feet, blah, blah, blah. Um, smaller ones have the same height and depth, but are only 10 feet wide. So um, you see carnies at each of the games, you know, talk, interacting with the, uh, the families and the kids playing, um, dressed in simple, comfortable clothes, um, including like loose-fitting denim, bell-bottom pants, red suspenders, red and white pinstripe shirts, dull yellow aprons. Um, their clothes are generally clean, but they're clearly older garments that show signs of being repaired multiple times. Sure. Um, yeah. There's the fortune teller over there. Some of the larger gaps between the tents are blocked by four foot high fence sections strung with blinking lights, much like the taller fence you saw at the entrance. Um, these fences are plastered with garish art deco style posters. They advertise that the evening will culminate in an extraordinary stage performance at midnight called Night of Bedlam, uh, featuring a, uh, a singer named Lady Sari, who's depicted as a picturesque woman in an elaborate golden dress. 
So you're making your way straight to the middle. You'll walk by, uh, see if it, uh, there we go. You walk past the balloon breaker and the whack-a-mole, bottle knockdown, the ring toss, the bear hunt, the photo booth, the knife throw, duck pond, ball toss, ski ball, ping pong fish, wheel of fortune, uh, the clown dunk. And then next to the clown dunk is the fortune teller. And from there, you can also see the, um, the Barker Square where a Barker is calling out in front of the freak show, trying to draw people in to check out the freak show. You guys want to go in the freak show or do you want to get your fortune told? I want to dunk a clown. Yeah. I want to see all sorts of things. Food, food, man. I want food. to see the fortune food. teller. Food first. Yeah, me too. You do it with the function tell me and Rob to right. get some food. Well, just nobody leave the place. Uh, I mean, it's we can't cute. go anywhere. It's we got to worry about Jeff. Jeff Jeff's the only one with the keys to the van. Yep. <laughs> you think you, Jeff would trust me with the keys? No, you're not touching yeah. my sweet ride. <laughs> well, I where can, do we want to we want to kind of anyway? Hey, Jeff, once you finish clown ducking, we finish the fortune telling. You want to do some balloon breaking? Oh yeah, I'll whoop your butt. Yeah, we'll see about that. Do you yeah. want to? Do you want to meet at the big top then? Sure. Uh, like at eight o'clock. Yeah, because there's I've something called the marvelous, the marvelous, the marvelous and Vladislav. You don't want to try the con, uh, the costume contest at seven. So it's not even. It's not quite six o'clock yet at this time. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying so. that we can wander. Or we can split up and go yeah. all over the place. Yeah, I just want to let up, you gang. know. We all seem to want. There it is. <laughs> you guys want to meet up for the costume contest? You're still going to participate in that because that's at seven. That's in about an hour. I, I'd say we have a good chance winning. I think we should try, man. I yeah, yeah, I'm down. Yeah, with Frank in his costume. Uh, I mean, you Frank's figure gonna win it for us. I know it. You figure James forgot his wig, but Frank Frank got a great little costume, you know, going. So, all right, all right. Might so swing seven o'clock, we'll meet at the at the big tent. Yeah. The performers row, yeah, performers row. Um, it's twenty two. Yeah, yeah thirty minutes. It's 30 behind minutes, behind it's, the main tent. It's from behind where you the are currently. Tent, yeah, yeah. Thirty minutes, right. Jeff, and we're gonna do our balloon break. Okay. So my my intention is I'm gonna go to the fortune teller, and then after that I'm gonna go to the freak show. Okay, we are okay. We're gonna teller, get food, food to the eat show. too, aren't we? Frank and Robert, you guys are going straight to the food tents. Hell yeah, to, to the food row. And uh, James and Jeff, you guys are going to play some games? Yeah. Yeah. Let's just go together, James. All right. Yeah, sure. Let's just go for it now. I mean, you don't have to go together. I just wanted to make sure I knew where everybody was. The original intention was I wanted to go to the fortune teller first, and then I was going to meet up with Jeff once he was done with clown. We'll we'll both go. We'll both go. It's only going to do one at a time, so go go to that. So, Andy, you go over towards the, um, the fortune teller's tent, and there's a queue, a little bit of a line. Sorry. The Americans, a line, um, you know, so you got to wait a little bit, but it's like, it's not terribly long. It's moving pretty quickly. You know, you figure you, you got to wait maybe uh, 10, 15 minutes tops. Yeah. And um, no big deal. James and Jeff are there too. Uh, at the moment. Yeah. Before you guys go out to play some games, me, uh, where's my bookmarks? Having a bookmark is great. Uh, fortune teller. So the, uh, the fortune teller has one of the smaller tents um, and the wooden sign standing out front shows a mysterious woman covered in elaborate veils sitting before a crystal ball. Above her, it reads, Madame Fortuna, 
And at the bottom, tarot or crystal readings, 50 cents. The interior is concealed behind a red and brown beaded curtain with no hint of what's inside. Tarot cards. Ooh. I love tarot. It's so cool. Groovy. Love the pictures. I hope I get the, the Knight of Swords. Let's see what you want. <laughs> want the what? The <laughs> Ten of Swords? You don't want the Ten of Swords. Frank and Robert, you guys are walking um, past the Carnival Barker and around uh, towards Food Row, yeah? Food yeah. Row is kind of that northern arm there of the uh, carnival. It leads around to the uh, what's called the Asylum, which you assume is like their fun house or something. Um, let me go to Food Row. Here we go. So yeah, there's basically like six tents in a small area with two large picnic tables kind of in the middle, um, plus several benches where patrons can sit down to eat. Um, there's about six 50-gallon steel drums with liners or trash that are um, occasionally emptied. They're currently, not, they're not overflowing, but there's lots of rubbish in them. Um, <clears throat> as you guys are approaching, let me see here. Let me look at my numbers on my map again. Sorry, don't mind me. It's my first time actually having the full document to run this game. <laughs> um, yeah, as you walk in past the main tent and past the Porter Johns on your left, I think the, uh, damn, I need the bigger size map. There we go. That's better. The first one there is Jumbos. Uh, just as you're kind of walking um, up towards the entrance of Jumbos on the left there, that's the uh, fried dough place. Um, a gentleman kind of walks almost into you, um, stopping you momentarily, the two of you both. Uh, he's a pretty big guy. And you quickly, the first thing you notice about him, um, he's like a middle-aged dude, clean cut, wearing a, a tie and a, and a jacket, like a, like, almost like a trench coat. And he's got a badge hanging around his neck. He says, whoa, whoa, whoa. man. Pardon, <laughs> pardon me there, guys. Um, hey, I'm man. sorry. And he, he says, we're looking for someone. And I was just wondering if you've seen this girl. And he hands you a flyer. And it's got a name on it. It says uh, Alice Lambert. Another agent and myself will be around the carnival. And if you, uh, if you see anything or if you, if you hear anything, uh, maybe check in with us at the uh, security tent. We'll be, we'll be popping in and out of there. Or uh... You got it, man. Yeah, bro. And he kind of like, he kind of looks at Frank and uh, gives a knowing smile and says, okay, well, you kids enjoy the carnival. And then he walks <laughs> walks past you, and he goes goes to hand a flyer to another group um, nearby. What what was that guy on about? Uh, I don't know. You get you a flyer or a flyer. This girl, I guess, is missing. Oh, that's oh. Uh, Benny starts to unroll it. Oh, maybe I shouldn't be rolling this up. Then. Um, does the description that we heard on the radio match anything that uh, flyer? Yes, we got? absolutely. I was gonna say I was gonna maybe offer an idea roll, but you don't need one. Uh, yeah, this is Alice Lambert. You might have remembered the name as well. Um, she is like eleven, going on twelve. Um, blue eyes, blonde hair. Um, the picture of her, she's pretty, but she has a kind of a haunted look, particularly in her eyes. And it does say she's missing from the uh, Worcester State Mental Hospital. Hey, Rob. Yeah. Uh, Believed to be in, in danger. Kidnapped by 
you know, uh, and I give a description of the suspect, the same description that I read you earlier in the uh, prologue. Um, what if that could be some like crazed lunatic after us White male, mid thirties, yeah. slender, average height, short black hair, blue eyes. Last well, evening, a hospital. Uh, no, he's only worried about blonde hair, blue eyed girls. We're fine. Yeah, I wouldn't think of anything of it. I mean, people go missing all the time, man. Usually, they should be floating. <laughs> so, Jumbos is right in front of you. Um, serves fried dough covered with powdered sugar and cinnamon. You see kids walking out with some. Ten cents a piece. Uh, the carny running the, the booth looks kind of frazzled as he's making the fried dough, serving it, and collecting money. He's got an average height, heavy set. He's got a grease-stained white apron, comically oversized chef's hat on, maybe in his 50s, full graying beard, mustache. Man, I don't know brown, what we should do Brown first. and red face, brow covered in sweat. Should we? Actually, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you go ahead. Oh, just, I just need food, man. Frank, what <laughs> should we stop at at first? That's the real question. Yeah, if you just look at the signs, you've got Jumbos, Pink Clouds, Hackett Hut, Freezy Treats, Copper Kettle, and By the Barrel. Because the way I always was told, sweet to the top of the pyramid, then you got your breads, and then you got your meat as the main course, and then you got your uh, your sweets again. Uh, uh, this guy with the, the, the hat, I, I want the hat. Let's go speak to this guy. Let's go. Because wouldn't, wouldn't I look even better if I put a hat on the head? Just that giant hat. Yeah, man, I think, I think that would work. Yeah, it, it would match in, dude, perfect. It, yeah, no man. one would ever expect a dog with a hat. What wouldn't this, man? No. No, man. Let's do okay. this. Let's go. So where are you getting the food? Uh, I'm probably gonna get something from Jumbo's, and then uh, Jumbo's. Probably, yeah, cents, probably, yeah, you get you get a you know big thing of fried dough, um, powdered sugar and cinnamon on all, all over it. It's delicious. Oh, oh this is good. You get one you too, think? Frank. Yeah, you yeah. yeah, you get one too. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. But uh, now you need something to wash it down with. Yeah, we need a drink, man. Oh, Frank, Frank, tent. Frank just kind of runs over there. His, his little te- the tail just waggling <laughs> as he's running over there. <laughs> you guys head over to buy the barrel with your fried dough, which you've almost finished by the time you get there. Um, it sells standard uh, drinks from standard Coca-Cola to lemonade and beer. Um, the menu shows cola, 50 cents, tab, orange, root beer, ginger ale, fruit punch, all 50 cents. Lemonade, fresh squeeze, 75 cents. Hard drinks, uh, PBR and Narragansett. Fuck, I can't pronounce these Massachusetts words. Narragansett, I think, $1. Give me a root beer. Uh, I love me some root beer. Um, A a girl kind of nudges you in the the ribs, Robert. She says, hey, she says, hey, I heard somebody spike the punch with LSD. Yeah, you guys look like you're 
you guys look like you're having a good time. I recommend the fruit punch. And, and you see her hold up her, her and her pupils are dilated. And yeah, she's. Uh, what, what's, what's, what's going on? Hey, let's, let's, let's get some fruit punch, man. You want to you want to ride? We're going to take a ride. Uh, give me sanity rolls, both of you. Okay. Okay. Fuck. Oh, I got oh. a 70. I failed. I got an 03. Okay, Frank. So you pass. Robert, mm. you failed? Yeah. Okay. She says to you, um, yeah, make sure, make sure you get, get enough of them so you can kill all your friends. What? And Frank, you just heard her say, make sure you get enough to share with your friends. She says, I said, I said, get enough to share with all your friends. Are you okay? She reaches up and puts a concerned hand on your shoulder. Rob, I don't think you should. I don't. I go get some punch and I <laughs> down, down some punch. What are you doing, Robert? As he goes over. Uh, I'm just kind of like stunned. I'm like trying to like, you know, like I'm like there's stuff going through my mind. And I'm trying to focus it and make sure I heard correctly. But Okay. She just kind of giggles and runs off with her friends. She was like a maybe 16-year-old girl. Okay. I'm like, okay. Come on. I've got another punch for Rob. Oh, okay. I think I misheard her. I think. I don't know. What's the worst that can happen? I don't know. Cheers, buddy. So you guys have downed your jumbo's fried dough and your your, your uh, fruit punch. Are you get anything for your friends or no? Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah, they're on their own. <laughs> yeah. What do you want next? Oh, meaties, man. No, you can no, no, smell. No. You can smell like uh, barbecue Hatchet. pulled pork and fries coming from the Hackett Hut. Mm. If you look there, you can see there's a, a cook behind the counter. He's a big mountain of a man. His arms are as thick as most men's legs. He's got a big handlebar waxed mustache extending past his ears. Um, the menu hangs behind him and says, pulled pork and bread bowl, 125 Chili and bread bowl, $1. Sausage roll, 75 cents, and fries, 50 cents. Man, that looks good over there, dude. I don't know if I, what I want first. Why don't we just... I have a bit of everything. Why don't we just do have it all? Again, Frank, great idea. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah, we'll go over. Uh, I'll order one of each. One chili, like one, a one of each, yeah. yeah. So you're getting one pulled pork, one chili, one sausage roll, and one order of fries? Yeah. Or yeah. is that just for you? Are you each getting that? Oh, we both we're both getting our own sample pack. Okay, so three maybe three fifty each. Yeah. Oh yeah, here. Um, give me uh, give me another sanity roll too. Okay, I passed that one. Forty two out of sixty three. That's a that's a fail that time. So Frank, you notice this guy? He's got some kind of tumors or something that looks like kind of around his neck area and and his shirt line. Um, just kind of like purplish, tumorous looking growths, kind of on his on his uh like around his collarbone area. But as, as you're kind of looking and, uh, and, and he's giving you your change, cause I say you gave him a $5, he's giving you your dollar 50 back. You see one of those um, purple tumor, like masses kind of opens up like a mouth and you think you see little teeth in it and then it closes again. 
uh, you lose a point of sanity. You all right, Frank? And he hands out the, uh, the bread bowls, four of them, two for each of you. I, I don't. Uh, Rob, you can eat mine. Oh, all right, man. If you don't mind, Put, puts, so. the, puts the fries on maybe with uh, one of the uh, on the side with one of the bread bowls, like in a little basket, right? Little little cheap, like, like throwaway basket. We need to um, go to something a bit more relaxing. Uh, I think that punch might have hit me. Whatever was in it. Slaps the uh, sausage, the sausage roll on the other, with the other bread bowl. That way, you guys can double fist it and still carry it all. Let's let's go find. Let's go to that fortune teller. There's picnic tables right there, aren't there? There are picnic tables right there. Yeah, you. Um, um, yeah, there, there's a there's an end space open on one of them. You could sit down next to the whole family there. Oh. Yeah. I'm no, like, if, if you guys do approach, we can just pull the, oh, come here, guys, because we're up in line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you want, I'll go and I'll go and sit here and I'll I'll eat this this feast in, in yours too. Um, I'll meet you over at the uh I want to check out that puppet master place so we can go over there. All right, if you want to go check, I'll just I'll just wait with you. It's fine. You sure? Oh, I, I mean, okay. We have a three together, I'm sure. They'll find yeah. the costume contest. So, so um, Andy, Jeff, and James, we left you standing in line at the fortune teller. Are you all three going into the fortune teller? Or? Yeah. Yeah. I want to go and get my reading. Excellent. Oh, look at all. Enough time has passed, um, and it's your turn next. So fortune teller, here we go. Um, As you pass through the beaded curtain, um, a narrow open and a narrow opening in a pair of uh, dusky veils, you uh, step into the middle of this atmospheric tent, the air heavy with rich incense, uh, illuminated by a single cut glass lamp suspended over a round table. The deep blue cloth that covers the table is embroidered with silver alchemical or astrological symbols and an empty circle in the center. The walls are draped with soft fabrics of purple and blue with stars pattern, star patterns throughout. Um, situated in a semicircle facing the table are six purple velvet padded chairs with ornately carved wooden arms. And sitting behind the table is a veiled woman who is slowly shuffling a deck of ornate tarot cards that look very old, probably handmade. She wears clothes reminiscent of the 19th century with clear French and Italian influences, if anybody's into that. Um, The cuffs of her burgundy dress uh, have delicate red lace, almost perfectly framing her smooth hands. And uh, around her neck is an ornate silver pendant with a ruby about the size of a quarter in the middle of it. Hi, um, we got three people together. Can you do us together? Yes. Which do you want? Tarot? Tarot. Crystal. Tarot. Tarot. Yeah. Yeah, Tarot. Looking at her, she has a smooth, pale skin. Um, You reckon she's probably in her late 20s or early 30s at the most. Um, Let me see here if I will download this there. And then I think I can at least drop that into 
Will it work if I just try to open it? Yeah, that time it worked. I'll get this screen share to work one day or another. Uh, share. There you go. There she is. Ooh. Madam Fortuna. She's not that old, is she? No, like I said, maybe late 20s, early 30s at the, at the most. We're all males in the prime of our sexual <laughs> development. <laughs> She's oh, quite attractive. Gosh. She is quite attractive. Um, so she begins shuffling the tarot cards and gestures for you to sit. I'll sit right the by her on one of those seats. And without even waiting for you to ask a question, she smoothly pulls a card from the deck and places it in the center um, of the circle on the table, carefully adjusting it to face you. The card depicts a young girl with two faces that blend together in the middle. The face on the left looks angry and full of malice, while the one on the right is peaceful and kind. Shadowy figures in the darkness behind her feel malevolent, though you can't make any details out of them. They're shadow people. Um, the girl herself uh, is blonde, kind of uh, flaxen hair. And uh, you can give me idea rolls. Pass. Uh, pass. Hard pass. She strongly um, matches the description of that missing girl you heard on, about on the radio. As you kind of uh, stare, look at this and take this in, um, <clears throat> Madame Fortuna speaks in a whisper. She says, the dark twins. Inhabiting one form, but in constant turmoil, light and dark struggle for dominance, and yet one cannot live without the other. She is lost and could yet find her way out if someone would but reach out to her. And she immediately flips another card and lays it sideways atop the first. This card features a nude woman standing in front of a tattered curtain of pale dust-colored fabric. Her face turned upward with a look of religious ecstasy on her angular features. Above her head, she holds an ebony dagger, the blade pointed down towards a small figure in a flowery dress curled on the floor at her feet. The ritual. She pauses for an uncomfortably long moment before saying, Someone dark approaches from a great distance, invited by a woman of power and great age. You must not let her open the door for him when he arrives, she says. And who's sitting in the middle of the three of you? Andy? I think I am, yeah. Yeah, she's staring like at you intently as she says this last part. With still in eye contact with you, she lays another card between the other two and herself, depicting a simple throne of carved wood on a vast plain of ash. It's framed uh, from behind by a pile of bleached human bones and sinew. And sitting on the throne is a burning scarecrow of straw, bundled sticks, and jute twine draped in bits of decayed fabric. Apart from its general outlines, it's utterly devoid of any features that might be recognizable as human. The fire has spread to the back of the throne, leaving it charred black. <clears throat> the burning throne. We see here that behind every tyrant are the remains of those that they sacrificed to achieve their power. But we also see that a king has no power without a throne. 
And you look down and another card is on the table just to the right of these. And she says, the broken sky. As this card shows what looks like a negative image on a night sky with dark points against a slate gray background in place of stars. Circling in the sky are what look like giant wasps attacking a crowd of people in the background. And in the foreground is a woman looking away from the grim scene. She has a cloth tied around her eyes and one of her hands reaches out as if feeling for safety. This card warns us that focusing on a threat only gives it the power to harm us and that we must look away in order to find salvation. The next card is laid on the left and depicts a forest's edge at night. Just inside the tree line can be seen um, <clears throat> dozens of pairs of predatory eyes. The moonlit grass in the foreground is speckled with red. And on the ground at the edge of the trees is a smoking flintlock pistol with a bloodied grip. The wolves, she points to the card, particularly the eyes in the darkness. This warns the traveler to not stray from the path, lest they fall prey to the unknown. Evil lingers in the dark places, so you should always travel the path of light. And the final card is placed directly in front of you, completing the cross now in the center of the table. This one depicts a city skyline silhouetted against a crimson sky. Countless fires burn throughout the ageless metropolis, sending pillars of black smoke into the bloody sky. Madame Fortuna's voice sounds muffled, as if she is speaking from another room. The incense smell is much stronger, and the room feels almost kind of veiled in, in the fog and the smoke of it. If she mentioned a name for this card, you didn't hear it. Instead, you hear some kind of background murmur that resolves into the sound of distant screams, breaking glass, explosions, and most disturbingly of all, insane gibbering laughter. You're standing in an alley between a pair of nearly identical brick buildings. A dozen feet ahead of the street is lit only by flickering firelight. The tent is now gone. A single figure runs into view. She turns towards you with a look of absolute terror on her face as she takes a step towards you. But before she can take another, she's jumped by a mob of feral children who begin to devour her flesh while she screams. A sudden sound behind you causes you to turn abruptly in alarm, fearing some similar attack. But there's only a single girl whose name you know to be Alice. Her hair is tied at the back into a ponytail with a large yellow ribbon, and her dress is light with ornate floral patterns, her shoes polished brown leather. She would have been the picture of innocence were it not for the dragger, dagger <clears throat> protruding from the top of her head. Only a little blood pooling around the wound um, until she smiles, reaches up, and yanks the blade from her own skull, a gout of blood erupting, showering her head and face and yourselves, her smile never wavering. You could have saved me, she says with an unsettling giggle. You could have saved us all. And she looks back, and only then do you see the alley is filled with other children all covered in blood. Reflexively, you can't help but to turn away only to find yourself face to face with a woman of extraordinary beauty with black hair and sharp angular features that you recognize from somewhere. She examines you without expression before saying, this is the best you could find Aurora. I knew that you were up to something, but really this is just embarrassing. And a moment later, a disembodied voice that seems to come from everywhere says, you used to see more than this. 
And then the woman before you smiles and says, so did you. And suddenly you jerk out of your seat, find yourself st- standing in Madame Fortuna's tent. Give me sanity rolls. Yeah, I was um, The cards that. and Madame Fortuna are no longer there. All that remains is the echo of a phrase in your head. Signorum sinium. Signorum sinium. Um, I failed by two points. Okay. I, I failed. That's just fine, but still freaked out. Uh, okay. So Andy passed. Andy, you're going to lose uh, two points of sanity Ooh, from no. this apparent hallucination. Who failed? That would be James and Jeff both. Yep. Yeah. Or were you individually? James, James, you're going to lose six points of sanity. Okay. Me, here comes the it roll. <laughs> give me an idea roll if you haven't already hit your 20%. Um, I, I've lost. Um, I don't think no sanity. Uh, no sanity until now. But I lost six, and I uh, I passed my int roll with a hard success, actually. That's unfortunate, because you realize that that was more than just a hallucination. You were there. Yeah. Andy was there. Jeff was there. Uh, Jeff, yeah. you lose seven points, and I'm going to need a, an idea roll from you as well, an intelligence roll. <laughs> uh, I made the idea roll. You made the idea roll, roll yes. as well. You can still smell the incense, although it's no longer burning. Um, I need um, de- uh, give me a de- oh no 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 I'm sorry I have a special chart for this hold on forgot I did I, I am after losing the six I'm another six away from that threshold of indefinite insane so I just lost half okay. of that so as you guys are just jumping to out of your chairs and finding yourselves in this now seemingly mostly empty tent um, I need a d4 and a d10 from the two of you who have thoughts okay uh, D4. Mm-hmm. Mine is a one on the D4, and on okay. the D10, it's a two. You got a one. Emotional thought of madness. Uh, <laughs> you become catatonic and uh, just simply stare into the distance as if transfixed by something unseen. Um, you begin mumbling kind of uh, about black stars, um, but you won't remember that when you come out of this in seven rounds. How did you do on your roll, Jeff? I got a one on the D4 and a four on the D10. You're also going to have an emotional response. You're going to have, you begin to weep, hit by a sudden wave of regret. Uh, maybe all Dudes. those dead children, you somehow Does, can't fault. It, it just for um, the sake of flavor, is there like a crystal ball on this fortune table? And this is going to last you seven minutes as well. Yeah, there, there's a crystal yeah, ball. Yeah, when I'm mumbling about black stars, uh, when I'm staring off, could it make it look like I'm staring at that? But like, it's still like sure. a thousand yard stare. But yep, like, you're staring at the crystal ball. I'm cool with that. Dudes, wake up. You're black stars. I'm sobbing. Black stars. Black stars. Yeah. Can't do fall. this. The children. I'm going to try shaking them a little bit. Dudes, it's just a magician's trick. Black stars. We got to save the children. Black. Come on, knock it off. You guys are faking. What? This goes on for about 42 long seconds, Andy. Wow. Nice. What happened? Oh, my head. You guys are freaking out. Did you guys take anything before we came in here? I smoked some of that pot, but like that's that's that wasn't pot. I, I didn't take pot any too. So 
I'm DD. I didn't take anything. I mean, we did see something, but what we saw was just like a magician's trick. That She's didn't good. feel like a magician's trick. I don't know where she trick. went. That was crazy. That that girl on the radio, she's come on. There's something up something with eat. that. She was, she had two heads and she had a knife in her her head, asking us to save us. And there was a burning throne. What the, what the fuck? That they I'm put sure that little girl in, like in here or something. Thirty miles from here. Let's just go. Yeah, I want I want some fucking food. Give me uh, some fried. Let's give me some, some fucking funnel cakes. Okay, Andy, so you guys uh. You guys come out of the tent. Yeah, I presume. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there's Frank and Robert. I believe you guys were walking up with handfuls of, uh, of food. Oh, oh, give me that. I th- I'm just grabbing. Oh, oh, no, it was Robert sitting down and eating all the food. I'm sorry. I, I was yeah. sitting down eating it. Yeah, no, back. I lied. Robert, there's, a, there's a, a, a cutaway scene of Robert sitting at a picnic table with this family staring at him in amazement at or sitting you know sitting with there staring at him in amazement as he's just eating these four bread bowls two chili bread bowls two uh um pulled pork bread bowls he's got um what else was there two two portions of fries and uh, two sausage rolls and he's just like eating a bit out of this one bit out of that one bit out of this one he's just digging in doesn't even have a oh. drink the savage he's just wolfing all this food down and this family staring at him as frank on the other hand walks around the main tent and up towards the, uh, the, um, the fortune teller sent to see Andy and uh, James and Jeff coming out and James and Jeff, like they look rattled as well. Still, they look a little off. They seem to be Frank. kind of staring at things a little too intently. Um, Frank, is that you? Long. Uh, who else is dressed as a dog? You idiot. <laughs> After that, These guys I are really kind of freaked think. out. They, had their fortunes told and oh it disappeared broken sorry i apologize Tom. that's gonna be they kind of freaked out they're i don't know i think they, they took something that they're not admitting to yeah, but, but they didn't get into my my shrooms did they they could have well let's let's go get something to eat where, where is uh where's robert he's eating oh well i'm gonna go eat too Oh, uh, um, fried dough. Uh, don't uh, I can't. I uh, he stops himself from saying anymore. Frank, just, you got uh, anything I can hit? I'm 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 feeling fucking shitty right now. I need more. What's that picture that you got, dude? Frank. Oh, oh yeah. He goes to instinctly try to roll it up for James, and That's, uh, he's like, "Oh, hey, oh yeah, here you go." Yeah, let me see if we can add that to the Discord. The little missing that, girl. That James. picture. See, that's the girl with uh, the left hey. face is kind and hey. the right face is malevolent. Hey, kind of like her. It looks some like guy, her. Yeah. Some guy in a some big guy suit tie, hand them out. You know. I don't know why, Tom. When I try to open that image, it doesn't work on my screen. But I was able to send it to you guys in Discord. Okay. Whenever I open it up, it's just black screen. Man, we got a saver. Dark twins. One form. Constant turmoil. What is going on? Jeff, um, Jeff, give me a sanity roll. Uh, it's a pass. A pass? Okay. Yep. You're still a, a bit jarred to see Alice's picture on that, that 
that missing poster that Could, he's so I roll you. Sandy as well after my yeah Andy you can too all three of you can because you all okay. saw her in the uh Andy, the I did. I did and pass oh, this one. Very I failed this time, but I passed. Oh, no. Okay, if you fail, you lose one point on this. I mean, she Andy. looks kind of like her, but come on, Andy man, I think they're going a bit crazy. Come on, Frank, get, give what? me some weed. I, I I need to calm down, man. No, 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 no more drugs. Let's let's get some food in us. I need some fried food? dough. Fried dough. <sighs> I hope they got some soda or something. I need I need some caffeine. Meat and bread. Yeah, they got lots of sodas. Yeah. They have like meat and bread. James, I'm banning you from the drugs, but everybody's banned from the drugs tonight. Come on. Yep, the Haggett Hut has the uh, pulled pork and chili bread bowls. Sounds delicious. I'm I'm getting some pulled pork and a big cola. Everybody's banned from the drugs. Oh yeah. They got colas too. And colas were fifty cents. So, um, there's fried dough, there's popcorn. Oh, uh, and there's the freezy treats. I don't want cold, um, yeah. Freezy treats is all the, the kind of ice cream. Oh, how about we play some games after this? Cheer yeah, yeah. I need, I need, yeah. I, I need to unwind. I need to dunk a clown. You two need some food first. So, you guys, you, know, uh, you, know. you guys. I say this. Well, you know you're going to have to carry around those damn stuffed animals if you win one. I could just give it to some kid. It's about the endorphin rush. All right. There's, I can see Robert over there. Let's go. My God, why why does he have so much food? Well. Dude. (laughs) I didn't feel hungry. I'm just going to go up and I'm going to snag some of it. Yeah. It's really good. Oh, Frank didn't want it. He just gave it to me. You got any fried dough? Where'd you get this? Where'd you get this? They don't have any fried dough. He ate all the cool. fried dough. Over there. I already ate the fried dough. Oh, I'm Jumbo's got fried dough. Uh, d- d- yeah. Go to Jumbo's and uh, okay. go to the hatchet. No. It's, I want to get yeah. the chili with the bowl, the bowl. No, don't go to that guy. Yeah, you get a bit of the Hackett Hot chili. What are you talking about? This is amazing. What's wrong with the chili? He had little mouths coming out of his neck. Okay, and you're telling me. He's just high. Don't worry about him. It's good. This food's awesome, I'm telling you. So I'm what are you guys water. drinking? Um, Probably beer. beer. You know, after that, because I couldn't get any drugs, I'll have a pint. But, okay, are you having Narragansett or PBR? Narragansett. Am I saying that right, Narragansett? Is yeah, right? Narragansett. Okay. Cool. I'm and have a Worcester, cola. Worcester, right? Not, it's not Worcester. Worcester. <laughs> yeah, Worcester. Worcester, yeah. Worcester, I don't know how Worcester, to say it. Worcester. In Massachusetts. Worcester. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you get uh, some refreshments, some whatever you're getting, yeah. more chili bowls, some, some mm. fried dough, et cetera. You're chilling out. Yeah. People running around having a great time, um, kids in costumes having a blast. You see some bunch of teenagers too, you know, doing teenager stuff. Um, and you look at your clock, your your watches, it's about 10 minutes to seven. Oh, you gotta get over there. Yeah. Let's go to that costume contest. Our only our only chance of winning is probably Jeff and Frank. Uh, you look great, Andy. Don't put yourself. At, at least we I'm fit just the color scheme. scheme. I mean, hey, we, we have could be scheme. the best there is here. Keep that. As long mind. as they don't think that Roberts should be wearing green instead of red. Hey, they're you out know, of green shirts. All right. 
I you think know, I remember seeing him in red shirt once. Yeah, he was, was, uh, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, you know, my cousin once removed told me that they've got plans for Shaggy wearing a red shirt in later seasons. I think we mm. should. I think we should make sure it's not like a whole bunch of little kids in costume because winning against a bunch of little kids isn't fair. No, what are you talking about? That's perfect. Hey, it's it's like candy it, from a it, kid. The real question is, what's the reward? So behind the main state main tent, there's an elevated stage, um, a wooden wall along the back is painted with a mural depicting all manner of carnival acts, including a fire eater, a juggler, a marionette puppeteer, a strongman, a magician. And along the top of the wall, there's a series of small yellow bulbs tracing out the name performers row. Um, a small tent on the left faces the steps that lead up to the stage. Um, as you guys arrive, Juggles the Clown is is kind of finishing his, his juggling act. He looks like the same clown you saw on the road at the sign. Um, or same you know, costume. Mi- mi- mime-like white mask. Um, although you can see this, this one actually is a mask. It has a glazed surface covered with tiny cracks. Um, the eyes inside are hidden behind some sort of black fabric. And the deep red lips shine in the stage lights as he juggles. Oh, and then, I'm uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Do we have to sign up for this contest or do we just? Um, I'm no. looking around. No. So he finishes his act and somebody comes out on stage and says, ladies, gentlemen, children of all ages, we now present the Carnival Pandemonium Costume Contest. We'll be grouping contestants into three categories based on age. And with that, I'd like to invite children aged five to ten up onto the stage. He just Jeff, remember, up there separating the kids from us. It's all Jeff. Good. When we get up there, make sure that we like plug the the band. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Plug your show. Try to get these people to come to your concert yeah. tomorrow. He gestures the steps right. on the left, and uh, you can see a small mob of excited children clamber up onto the stage. After a brief period of chaos, they eventually form a line that consists of two cowboys, a hobo, a ghost, a mummy wrapped in strips of torn bedsheets, and several princesses. He goes through the process of asking the audience to applaud each costume child in turn. And at the end, it's clear that one of the princesses is one and she gets a large blue ribbon while the mummy is presented with a red second place ribbon and several others receive yellow third place ribbons. They'll file off the stage as each child is handed a small paper bag of candy from Sweeney Sweets. Oh, we're going to get candy and a ribbon. Yeah. The announcer then calls ages 11 to 15. Next, please. And the stage is soon lined with older children dressed in a variety of homemade costumes, including a zombie, a soldier with a BB gun resting against his shoulder, a ballet dancer, a scientist in a white lab coat, and an astronaut with a large fishbowl over his head, um, rapidly fogging up with sweat. And the pattern repeats. The zombie takes the blue, the ballet dancer takes second, and the astronaut gets third. And they each receive a large floppy clown and an oversized candy bar as they step off the stage. And finally, the announcer announces what you've been waiting for, the 16 and older. All right. There I'll are fewer contestants that go up to the stage with you this time. Well, when uh, but they're no less up, enthusiastic. Go when ahead. When we get up there, we tell them we're, we're like a, a one group. Yeah. A group okay. contest. Wow. Group entrance. All right. Um, you see there's a teenage belly dancer. There's a policeman, a doctor with a really fake mustache, a nurse, and somebody dresses a large box of cereal uh, wielding a cardboard butcher's knife covered in tinfoil and fake blood. 
that's pretty good. Cool. That's nice. I get that. Serial <laughs> killer. <laughs> that's very clever. That's very clever. That's got a good laugh out of me on that one. It's also a suicide. The serial killer wins the blue ribbon. You guys get second place. Okay, I can deal with that. I mean, serial killer uh, is pretty fun. The belly dancer um, comes in third. And uh, as you come off the stage, they give you a prize bag, which has a pint glass with the name Carnival Pandemonium on it. A t-shirt also with the same name on it. And 25 Browns tokens that can be used for food, games, and rides. Um, you nice. can see each is imprinted with a flower symbol on one side and 25 cents on the other side. So how many were those? 25 tokens. So basically 25 quarters. Five each. Yep. Yeah. Nice little, and little simple. Six bucks. See, guys, you know, even without the wig, we did great. Cool. Are you guys cool. going to go play around with the games? Yeah. Well, with these tokens in hand, I don't see why not. Here's rides. I want to go to the freak show. I like freak shows. Oh, you know what? I, I saw and, that freak show earlier, and um, I heard uh, um, Robert and Frank mentioned this place called the uh, the Asylum. Um, it's on the on map, a- but that's all the way at the other end of the carnival, so we can get there eventually. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the freak show is is, is nearby, so it's I like right over there. It's right next to us. Almost. I, I want to get to that it asylum before the night's out. That's for sure. We've still got lots of hours. It's only seven. yeah. It's not even eight o'clock yet. It's like maybe uh, seven forty-five. There'll be a brief break as they uh, prepare performers row for whatever's coming up at eight. <sighs> um, but I don't want to yeah. go on the tilt world now that I've got all that chili in me. Well, no, if I was to go on any rides, I think that big wheel of fate sounds like the most well, fun. Well, Jeff, James, you wanted to go play some games. I want to go to the freak show. I'll go with Andy. Don't barf, though. I mean, there's going to be some weird shit in there, I'm sure. <laughs> Hopefully they have the, like, the naked lady. <laughs> How are you Man, feeling, Jeff? No. You want to go to the freak show or you just want to do to, our games now? Have to pay uh, an extra let, time let's to go do behind some the games. curtain. Uh, All right, yeah, we'll, free, do, we'll go do some games. It could be a free boob lady, man. <laughs> I, I'm down for that. You know, most of these people sleep with you if you want them to. Well, really? they all make money that way. Well, I don't know. They yeah. might be leaving tonight, so I don't know that they'll do Hey, they might want one fabulous night. Carnies, you know. So... Andy, Frank, and North are going to the freak show, and James and Jeff are going off to do some carnival games by the looks of it. They're all kind of in the same area. So. They are. Andy, they are. Andy, Frank, and Jeff are going to freak show? No, Andy, no. Frank, and Robert, Robert, Robert. And Robert oh. are going to freak show. Sorry, Jeff and James go into play some games. Okay, can we take a bio break? Yeah. Sure. So. Some of you are going to the freak show, which is very nearby, and the the others are going to be working their way towards the game. So I'll say you all kind of walk by the sideshow barker, where a man in a tuxedo and top hat stands atop a low stage with his arms aloft. His smile seems to extend beyond the bounds of his face. His eyes are wide with almost ecstatic joy. He shouts with a strong French accent that is almost certainly fake. Within these walls are some of the most astonishing oddities this side of the Atlantic. 
See the amazing she-snake, the uncanny frogman, and from the distant Himalayas, the magnificent mummified yeti. All that and things of which I dare not speak for only 50 cents. He paces back and forth kind of anxiously, as if genuinely concerned the patrons might miss something extraordinary if they don't stop at the freak show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, hey, no, man. Let's do it. Wow, Jeff, they've got a she snake. Uh, it's yeah. probably fake. They're, they're, yeah, they're you're probably just right. Animals that they've sewn together and stuff. Yeah, this um, guy is a, a bald, kind of middle aged man with a Victorian era suit. He's tall and lean, angular cheekbones, a hook nose. Um, even as he speaks, he maintains his broad, toothy smile. Uh, and he's wearing a black velvet top hat with a rook skull affixed to the uh, front with a band of translucent snakeskin. Um, his heavy boots thump heavily on the wood planking as he walks back and forth. If I, so, can get, his, if I get his attention, I'm going to get him to lean down towards me. I'm going to say, is there, a, is there an adult show? And I wait. Uh, <laughs> he, he, uh, he smiles. He says, he says I, I assure you, uh, the contents of our freak show uh, are require adult supervision for any children entering. Cool. Perhaps you would take a particular interest in the she snake or even demonica. <laughs> he kind of chuckles. Give me um, a sanity roll, Andy. Demonica. 37, which is a fail now. Fail. Oh, wow. You'll, you'll lose a point of sanity. Um, as there's just something really uh, kind of disturbing about the way he laughs after he mentions Demonica. And, and then he goes back into his sideshow spiel. But you can still hear the laugh echoing in your head for a yeah. few seconds afterward. It troubles you. Well, there's something pleasant and terrifying about Harden's. <laughs> <laughs> also, you think he might be on hallucinogenics. His pupils were inhumanly yeah. large. Okay. So do we just go in? Um, yeah, you can go over to the entrance. Uh, see who all is going in. That's going to be... Sorry, for the free show. Andy, uh, Frank, and Robert, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So you'll go join the queue by the entrance. Frank, wake up. Um. So the freak show itself, this is a 60 foot long wood framed structure sitting on top of a wide flatbed trailer. Um, the wall that faces out to the main carnival is the large illuminated mural depicting all sorts of strange attractions, including a frogman, a snake woman, a tattooed man with a tentacle for an arm, a giant snake, etc. cetera. Uh, there's a red neon open sign on the right end, uh, while on the left is a red exit sign. Um, set of stairs standing before each door near the uh, open enter sign uh, it says admission 50 cents and you can see a short stocky man with a white apron standing there with a few patrons waiting for their turn to go in Frank, uh, stop as you're kinda... on me i think frank had too much frank punch. frank wake up <laughs> frank Josh. as you're watching the uh, exit door opens and a couple comes running out shrieking in fear and excitement uh, a moment later they laugh at themselves being so scared and run off towards the rides. Let's see. And let's go. 
Jeff and James, you're going for games. Yeah, what game do you want to go to? Well, uh, he was mentioning the uh, the clown dunk earlier, and that's like literally right, like one of the first attractions we'll stumble upon after passing absolutely. Parker. Absolutely. <clears throat> right yeah, let's go to dunk the, a clown. Uh, fortune teller. I want to. I want to do some ring toss later, but I'm totally down to do this clown. If dunk. you want to lose that much. Yeah, yeah, we'll see about that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the clown dunk, um, taking up the majority of this tent, is a dunking machine with a large tank of water over which a clown looks just like the one you saw before. Sits on a collapsible seat. Whoa. When a, uh, when a ball strikes the target on the right, the seat collapses, dunking the clown into the water. The sign reads, one throw, one nickel. Carney has a basket of softballs next to him on the ground, and the prize wall contains several rows of raggedy clown dolls, or raggedy dolls, I guess is those actually in general. Um, the Carney himself, average height and weight, long blonde hair hanging over his shoulders, dark eyebrows, brown eyes, thick sideburns, maybe in his mid-30s or something. He speaks with a deep southern drawl. Um, you can see there's about a dozen wet softballs in the basket on the ground. Um, Step on up. One throw, one nickel. I'll step up. All right. Um, yeah, so you give him a nickel, pick up a ball, mm-hmm. make a throw roll. Oh, God. Oh, one. Right. Requires a hard success. Oh, Boom. One. Oh, one. oh, my Man, God. You nail it. <laughs> the clown dunks straight into the water. Um, oh, I was going to ask, actually, you get a bonus die if you have a dexterity of 60 or higher. I forgot about that. Sorry. I guess Don't you need it. It. <laughs> you can't, it can't get any better than an 01. Yeah. Um, is your strength 50 or higher? It is 50. Okay. Uh, that's fine. You rolled an 01, so you hit it hard enough for it to um, to knock the clown in. Bam. And he he's, comes out spitting and miming gestures at you that are uh, borderline on uh, rude. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, Jeff. What kind of throw was that? That was like major league. Oh, yeah. I was in uh, the baseball team back in high school, remember? God damn it. All right, James, it's your turn. Okay, Put your nickel so, down. So, yeah, I will. I have a, a throw roll. 60 and a strength. So you get a bonus 50. die. You get a bonus um, die. Um, okay, 28 so far. Um. You know, even if I spend eight luck, I'm only going to get a regular compared to that 01. So I'll just take the 28 failure. Okay. So you throw the ball and miss. Yeah. I don't. Oh, I just realized it disappeared from the screen. Sorry, Tom. Let me know when that happens. Um, Yeah. You uh, you throw the ball and miss. It's not worth spending your luck on a clown dunk, I don't think. No, probably not. I'm tempted to spend the eight just for the sake of hitting, but at the same time, it's like, Whatever. You want to take another shot? It's only a nickel. Come on, try yeah, again. Yeah, you know what? I'll spend another don't, nickel. Don't don't let your friend show him up like show you up Jeff, like that. Come on, Jeff, there's I ladies swear, watching. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a great shot of this one. Um, and you can see there's a couple of girls like watching. It with the bonus die had even worse. Okay, you throw the ball again, and the girls kind of laugh, and they're all smiling and, and winking at Jeff. Do it again, Jeff. Or they don't know your name. Do it again. Do it again, Freddy. Do it again. They call All it. Right. I'll, I'll do it again. Do I get a bonus die for this? With the deck. Yeah, yeah. If your dex is 60, yep, you get a bonus okay. die. 60 or higher dex. 
Uh, no, I failed this time. Okay, this is how you <laughs> fail. Like, oh, tough luck, tough luck. Yeah. You know. Do I get a prize? Uh, yeah, you do. By the way, um, so do I actually did, did I think to write prizes down for this? A big stuff yeah. scoop. Um, let's see. You got the the, the big prize, so you get. Uh, oh no, no, it's just one prize. Sorry, yeah, yeah, you get a raggedy doll of uh, some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, let's call it a clown it doll. It's a clown doll. It looks very much like the uh, the clown that you dunked. I'll, I'll give it to the girls who are watching. Here you oh, go. They, oh, they, 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 they smile and say, oh, we saw you at the costume contest. Yeah. Check out our band. Uh, we're the meddling kids. We're going to be playing in Dunwich tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah. What kind of music do you do? Oh, uh, well, I'll be on the guitar and uh, my friend uh, James here, he's it's going to lay down the bass. We've got a bit of a pop, a uh, sprinkling of rock sounds. You could call us groovy. Gotcha. Why aren't you in costume? Well, I've got the purple, but I forgot the wig. I'll have it by um, tomorrow, though. And then one of the girls leans over and gives Jeff a kiss on the cheeks, cheek, and uh, she slips you like a fucking 1970 phone number. And says, okay. call me if you ever need another Daphne, Freddie. All right. And they, they laugh and run off into the crowd. So you want to lose that uh, ring toss? <laughs> <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it only goes uphill from here. Okay. Excellent. Just keep that in mind. You're heading to the ring toss next. And I will slip over to the freak show crowd. Andy, Robert, and Frank. We finally got him to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> that LSD. But he's kind of drifting in and out with all the marijuana. Ugh, man. So you get up you there, you pay your 50 that. cents. No, I'm good now, man. All right. <sighs> and uh, when it's your turn, you walk into a uh, cramped little room just inside the door that's dimly lit by a hooded metal lamp overhead. Um, the wood here in here is old and dark, and the floor has seen decades, if not centuries, of wear. A brass sensor hangs from a bracket to the left of the door, streaming pale wisps of smoke that conjure up images of Turkish markets, apothecaries, and clay jars overflowing with spices. To the right, there's a set of floor-length maroon drapes that part in the middle. Hanging above them is a sign that reads, please wait for curtain to open before proceeding. And below that, no pictures. Sitting on a simple wooden chair in the far left corner is a carny in a white tank top and jeans. He's got short, dark hair parted in the middle and a wide handlebar mustache. Cigarette hangs limply between his thin lips. His eyes squint at you as if he's half asleep. Probably looks a bit like Frank. (laughs) Taking a long draw on the butt of his cigarette before flicking the ash into a dented metal pail on the floor nearby. He wordlessly reaches over to a lever on the wall opens the curtains with a dull metallic scrape before gesturing for you to step through. Let's go. Let's go, Frank. You think you can handle it? I'm good now, man. I'm Don't good. hurl. I'm good. You're going to hurl. Just we'll, be we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Behind the curtain directly ahead is a door with a hand-painted sign that reads, Do not enter, and a corridor that goes off to the right. Actually, give me sanity rolls, all three of you. Oh boy. Is 91 a, a good roll? 
No. 84. <laughs> I think a 68 is a fail. You well. all failed? Sorry, it doesn't mm-hmm. say do not enter. It says run for your lives. Wow. Mm. Um, and there's a corridor that goes off to the right. As you look down, yes, you can see a doorway on the right wall with stout metal bars that prevent entry. Hanging from the ceiling in front of this doorway uh, is in front of the doorway is an illuminated wooden sign that reads Annabelle, the bearded woman. Ooh, the curtain closes Annabelle. behind you as you step towards this first exhibit. And you see a roughly five foot deep by 10 foot wide room that is appointed like an old fashioned parlor. Of course, this is separated by the bars. Um, let me see here. Inside. An exotic woman dressed in vaguely Arabic clothes sits with her legs demurely crossed. On her chin are elaborate braids of thick, dark hair. Small beads and bells decorate her beard. And she's reading a book by the light of an ornate glass lamp and sipping from a diminutive cup. Do any of the three of you have anthropology or history you want to roll? I mean, you have base anyway. I think anthropology is base of one, but history is a little higher. No, I've got 50 in history. I'll I'll do history. Here, go for it. No. 97 would not succeed in any of them. 84. You can make uh, spot hidden checks as well. Examining examining her. Nope. Checking out the A 93. 94 out of 50. So, okay, so a, a successful spot hidden check. You look close enough. You, the beard looks real; doesn't look fake. Mm. Um, and looks like she's drinking some kind of rich, like maybe Turkish coffee. Hi, what's your name, bearded lady? She just kind of smiles and um, doesn't respond. You're very pretty, even with the beard. You're beautiful. Yeah, you're you're beautiful. Maybe yeah, I could m- meet after. This is as long as mine gets. And she kind of blushes as she sips at her coffee. Mm. Or she seems to blush anyway. I, I like the I like the beard. Maybe That's I can impression. stroke it. <laughs> she Jesus gives Frank. you that kind of waves her finger at you in that naughty kind of way and she gestures <laughs> point points at the, at the bars you know uh, well no not right now maybe maybe later give her a little wink well, looking to the on. left you can see the next exhibit through the cunning though the cunningly designed hall prevents you from seeing more than just one room at a time um, as you approach, you can see that it's a f- similar design with a barred doorway, illuminated hanging sign, and a five by ten room beyond. The sign above this one reads "Titanic Jack." Titanic Jack. What the fuck? <clears throat> Filling the corner of the alcove is presumably a man, though apart from the head and forearms, there is little else about him that appears human. His body is one giant dark purple mass covered with tumors of various sizes. His shoulders and upper arms are somewhere within the masses of flesh, but the forearms are just free enough to reach the hookah bubbling on a nearby table. 
Jack inhales deeply of the bluish smoke through the hose and holds it for a moment. He then exhales, temporarily obscuring himself in a cloud of pungent, slightly bitter fumes. And I need you all to make another spot hidden check. Uh, I got a 20 out of uh, 50. So I think that's a hard. Nope. Frank failed. I failed. Yeah, I failed. Andy failed. So just Robert. Robert, you notice that the smoke isn't coming from his mouth or nose, but is exhaling through a number of the tumorous growths on his chest and neck that open like small toothless mouths. Give me a sanity roll, please. Um, I got a hundred. Okay. You lose four sanity. Okay. And, um, how are you doing threshold wise? Um, I'm still, I'm still pretty solid. Um, I still got to like 53, but I'm on 59 now. Okay. You're cool then. Uh, Um, So you don't have a bad madness, but it was really disturbing to you. Like to see all those mouths and the smoke coming out of them, you know. That's see, not right. You know what this reminds me of, though? This reminds me of, remember when we were driving in, I told you there was an Alice in Wonderland reference on the wall? Does this kind of like remind you of the hookah smoking caterpillar? Caterpillar? Yeah. That's weird. That's really it's really that, gross. That would be it there yeah. right now. Dude, I'm sorry for you. He Do takes another you, long man. draw off the, the hookah. What's next? Let's move on. And he exhales again as you move on to the next. Uh... I blow some smoke as I leave. Into... <laughs> Are you give, me another, give me another spot hidden roll with a bonus tie then, Frank, as you get close up to the bars and Ooh, that is are you, just. Are you a, smoking a joint? Are you just light a joint? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got regular. Yeah, I got regular. Okay. Give me a sanity roll as you also then see the, the tumors open up like mouths and exhale the smoke. Andy was already moving on to the next exhibit, so I'll spare him the. Uh, that's a fail. A fail. Mm-hmm. All right, you're gonna lose um, two points of sanity. How are you doing on your threshold? Pretty decent. Cool. No problem at all. And you uh, guys begin to go towards the third exhibit, which is called the Damned Sailor. And I'll slip back over to our good friends, Jeff and James, who were going, I think you said, to the... Ring Toss. toss. Ring Toss, was it? Okay, Ring Toss is... Way back at the entrance. That's all right. Uh, So at the ring toss, along the back wall are eight red posts that show signs of continual use. There are groups of three rings stacked on the counter, with each ring about four inches in diameter, wrapped with what looks like brown twine. An older man tosses one underhand, and it just catches a post, rattling into place at the bottom. The carny shouts, another winner, while gesturing to the right wall of prizes. On the bottom is a table with shirts of varying sizes advertising the carnival. Above that is a shelf with rows of pint glasses with carnival pandemonium etched into them. And the top shelf is lined with large floppy looking clowns sitting with their legs folded. Each one about the size of a small boy and holding a sign that reads three rings wins me. Um, Three rings, huh? 
Yep. This Carney is, it uh, looks to be like in his early twenties, long black hair, um, relatively unshaven with a rough looking complexion. The left, left side of his face and neck have burn scars that extend below his collar. Uh, he's got dark eyes, almost always half closed if he's about to fall asleep. Below average in height and weight, but he speaks with the gravelly voice of an 80 year old smoker. All right, let's get this over with. I'll go first this things. time. Okay. So, All right. So um, the rings are made of brass wrapped with eight-inch hemp rope. Getting one on a red post requires a hard throw skill. If you have a dexterity of 60 or higher, you get a bonus die. All right. And you get three tosses per... Uh, oh, shit. Um, that's starting off with an eight out of 20 without the nice. bonus die, but that can't get any better. So can't get any worse than a hard success. Yeah. So the first one lands, you get, you ring one. All right. You've, you're, you're already in the prize. Two more rings. All right. Um, okay. That's a 23 and um, that's a 23 with a bonus die and I'll spend three, actually three points of luck only makes it a regular success. I don't want to spend 13. So I'll take the failure. Oh, you got one more try. You can still get a medium sized prize. Still get, you can still get a pint glass. Okay. So with the bonus die, that's actually a seven, which is another hard success. Two rings. All right. He reaches over and hands you a pint, a, a hand etched carnival pandemonium. Oh, maybe it's not hand etched, but whatever. An etched carnival pandemonium uh, pint glass. Check that out, Jeff. Can you do better? Mm-hmm. Well, you can put that pint glass next to your other pint glass. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think I can do better. Uh, I'm going to, I guess I'm going to toss some rings. Okay. Uh, failed the first one. Even okay. with the bonus die. Even with the bonus die. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And then uh, I failed the second one, even with the bonus die. <laughs> and then I uh, I succeeded. Uh, succeeded on the third the one. Hard. Yeah. So you, you get a pet carnival pandemonium T-shirt. I stand corrected. Not bad, Jeff. At least you got one. But I don't think there's any girls watching us right now. So mm, let's just well, call us. Let's just call us even, right? Oh, we're one one. We got to break this tie. So uh, how about how about you choose the next one? Make it interesting. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Just let me look at this little brochure here. <laughs> you know, uh, I've always been a big fan of ski ball. Ski ball. All right, you're yeah. on. Uh, but let, let's up the stakes. Yeah? Yeah, let's up the stakes. Uh, loser has to run naked through the carnival. You're on. Okay. <laughs> nice. Unlike most of the game tents, this one has no counter. There are six ski ball alleys with blinking colored lights and a red electronic counter in the center above the hoops. Carney leaning against the tent frame winks at you. He's juggling three wooden balls in one hand while gesturing to the prize wall with the other. Upon dozens of shelves are all sorts of keepsakes and trinkets from oversized pencils to lava lamps to the AM FM radios on the top shelf. 
Every player is a winner. Five rolls, only a quarter. His pencil-thin mustache twitches as he flashes a crooked smile. I'll spend one of my tokens for this. So the prizes include... Um, let me just make sure we get the whole list. There's oversized pencils, giant erasers, oversized sunglasses. These are by 10-point increments, right? Um, then for 40 points, you get a baseball cap. 50 points, you get a T-shirt. 60 points, a Zippo lighter. 70 points, large flashlight. 80 points, a sweatshirt. 90 points, a set of four Carnival Pandemonium pint glasses. 100 points wins a Timex wristwatch. And 200 points wins the AM, FM, Panasonic radio. A Panasonic you get six radio. Balls. You get six balls. And the points range from, let me see here. So basically, um, it's going to be dexterity check. A success gets you a 10 points. A hard success gets you 30 points. An extreme success is 50 points. And a critical success means hitting the 100-point bullseye, basically. So a normal is 10, 60, 60, 20, 30, 60? Uh, 10, 30, 50, 100. Turn 30, 50, 100. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you got six throws. So give me your first dexterity roll. Yeah, this go is for it, Jeff. Throw, you're rolling it. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, do we get a bonus die for having above 60 decks? Um, no, not this okay. time. This isn't a throw roll. It's just a dexterity roll. Uh, I got a pass on the first one. Okay, so a regular success. That's uh, 10 points. Okay. And I'll then... keep track of the score. Don't worry. Awesome. Uh, another pass. Okay, 20 points. Oh, that's a fail. 88. Okay, no points. Uh, that's a 39. So you know what? I'll spend I'll spend I'll spend eight points to get a hard. Okay. Yeah. So now I've got 80 20 luck. plus 30. Yeah, you're up to um up to 50 points now. Yeah. And then uh 93. Oh. That's a miss. And this is your last row, I think, right? Okay. Hmm. Why not? Why not? Why not spend 20 points of luck for a extreme? Oh, extreme success. Yeah. That's worth <laughs> I'm not going points. That's worth 50 more points. So that yeah, puts you up to 100 points. Tell you about spending. Boom, 100 money. points. This is another game where you're going to end up doing our Jeff, luck rolls, Alex. <laughs> big, big winner. The Carney makes a big show. You know, 100 points, ladies and gentlemen. He wins the Timex wristwatch. Reaches up and hands you this nice. Well, sweet. Yeah. Is this is this probably, real? It's probably a cheap ass Timex wristwatch. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? It's like, you know. I'll put that bad boy on. It's not like a hundred dollar wristwatch, right? You know what I mean? Still, it's a mm-hmm. twenty dollar wristwatch. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And uh, it says, "Come on, put your money where your mouth is, young man." He says to uh, James, "You're not going to make this easy." Think, yeah. Sorry, he's got the smokers. With you think you can beat your friend there? I got to try. Double his score for the radio. We're starting off with a normal success. Ten points. Second shot. Um, that is a hard success. It's 40 points. 40 total. Um, mm-hmm. In total. I'm third shot. Otherwise, it's another myself. regular. So you're up to um, 50 points after three shots. Third, fourth shot is another hard success. 
So you're up to um, 80? I say that was 50, 80 points, yep, after four throws. 10, 10, 30, 30, 30, two more yep. shots. That's a 100. Oh, failure. Uh, final shot. And that is 24, which is a hard success. So that would put you up to 110 points. Yeah, I'll take that. You beat him by All 10 right. points, and you get a time extra swatch as well. I'll, so, uh, I'll start Jeff. stripping. I'll, I'll do a lap. Okay. <laughs> you know, man, think of it this way. You got the phone number, but in the end of the day, I get to laugh at you. All right. Well, you earned it. So I, I take the shirt off and the pants. I'm in my underwear. I'll do a wrap. I'll do a lap. <laughs> Go running around the carnival. Excellent. Yep. So moving on from, you're going to the, uh, the sailor. The third uh, exhibit in the freak show is the damned sailor. A shirtless man sits in a staged replica of an old sailing ship's cabin including a large ornate globe, a porthole, and a desk piled with navigational tools and charts. The man himself is sitting in an old-fashioned ornate chair smoking a pipe. The second most startling thing about this man is the fact that his body is covered with ornate tattoos of various mythical sea creatures. The most striking image is a mass of dark spheres, some of which look like eyes in the center of his chest, with tentacles spreading out in all directions, including a few that reach around his back. One of these leads to the most startling aspect of the damned sailor. Where his right arm should be is an actual octopoid tentacle that he is currently using to hold his pipe. The tattoo seems to flow right into this disturbing appendage to the point where it's difficult to tell where the tattoo ends and the real tentacle begins. He blows out a single big puff of smoke before standing up and turning around as if to look out the obviously fake porthole. This displays the rest of his tattoo, which is a mural of many exotic deep sea creatures on his back. As his back muscles move, they appear to move as if alive. Wow. Three dark circles near his right shoulder appear to be black eyes shining in the dim light. Wow. That's amazing. That's a really nice tattoo, man. What you smoking, dude? As I blow more smoke in there. Give me a power roll. All of us? Anybody who's looking closely at him? Yeah, I'm yeah. I got a double oh seven. Ooh, I failed. Good job, Tom. Before I failed. Okay, so only Andy. Andy, as you're looking at him, these uh, three dark eyes on his right shoulder, mm-hmm. you know, the, the arm that's connected to the tentacle, um, those three eyes blink at you. Make a sanity check, please. I've never uh, seen a blinking tattoo before, I don't think. I got 30 out of 31. So I just barely nice. passed. Oh, you just barely passed. Okay, one point. Okay. I am approaching my threshold. Good. One more point lost and I'll be at my threshold. Next we game, we're going to get... Oh. We still have time for one more exhibit if you... Uh... Dude, Frank, stop blowing that shit in my face. Yeah, questioning the damn sailor what? like the other exhibits where he doesn't, he doesn't speak to you. What, Andy? Stop, stop. I'm starting to see things. Shit. Rob, just, you, 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 we need to save that for later, man. That is a cool I've, tattoo, I've, though. I've got loads, Go to the next man. one. Go to the next one. I've got <laughs> the shrooms for midnight. No. 
the fourth Heck exhibit yeah. is titled Demonica the Cannibal. Oh, Demonica. Mm. I've got a date with Demonica. <laughs> there is a, uh, a, the first thing you notice as you walk in is a sign to the left of the doorway. Give me sanity rolls. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. I failed. Uh, failed. I, don't, uh, I succeeded. I got 16. Nope. Okay. So the sign um, for those who succeeded, which is just Frank, right? Reads, do not feed. And below that, keep hands away from the bars. Nice. Andy and um, <clears throat> Norval, Robert, Robert, you see the sign. It says, do not feed the cannibal. And then has an image, like, like a stick figure image of one person eating another person. Cool. And you lose one point sanity as well, the two of you. Hey guys, don't don't remember as you as you as you as you uh see the rest of the exhibit, which is a small, lithe, dark-skinned woman hunched in the shadows of a wooden crate in the corner of this alcove. The crate has stencil marks uh, that suggest it was from a Miskatonic University expedition to South America. The little light that spills into the crate reveals nocturnal predatory eyes and multiple rows of sharp, almost reptilian teeth. Oh my God. There are bits of gnawed bones scattered amongst the straw on the floor, although it's impossible to tell what sort of animal they came from. Mm. Um, mm. Is she going to jump at us or something? I know San <laughs> says don't get too close or whatever, but Maybe give we me should a, take. Give me a listen roll. Maybe we okay. should take her back to our beds. Well, Unbelievable! Man. I've got seventy-five in listen, and I rolled ninety-two. Wow! I got. I got ninety. I got ninety-three on listen. So did you pass, I'm, Robert? Yes, I did. Forty-three. Okay. You think she's growling at you, like very lowly? Arr. I growl back. Does anybody <laughs> approach the bars? Or are you all staying oh. back away from Oh, I want to get a better look at her. The sign says yeah. don't go near the bar. So it is hard to see her in the shadows there. So um, so Guys, Frank is staying back, but don't get too Robert close. and Andy are moving closer. The sign says don't get too close. Yeah, she's not a real cannibal. She's a carny. Lilith lunges forward with alarming speed um, and stops with a snap right in front of the bars. A stout chain Jesus. stretching taut between Wait. the leather collar around her neck and a heavy steel <laughs> ring embedded in the floor. Give me sanity roll. Jeez. I knew there was going to be something. All three of you. Yeah. Here, you go. Here you go, Tom. Getting into that threshold. I am. I'm, I'm, I I'm crossing the threshold on this. Oh, I, I failed. I got a 66. I got a 66. Josh, you lose two points. Oh, nice. Sorry. Uh, I should say Frank loses two points. Um, Robert loses four points. Andy, how did you do on sanity roll? I failed. You lose three sanity points. Okay, I am past my threshold. I am one point from my threshold. (laughs) Give me a D4 and a D10, please, Tom. As you can uh, now see on closer examination, that her face is painted red, although whether it's blood or some other pigment is, is unclear. Her teeth look to be natural rather than sharpened. And her face and body shows signs of some sort of ritual scarring. 
She is dressed only in a shredded loincloth hanging down to the floor. None of you have any affiliations with this kind of university? No. No, that's fine. Let's no. get that part. Um, I got um, two on both of those dice. Do I add them up? Okay, cool. Let me, no, no, don't add them up at all. This is for my uh, improv, my, my, my special bouts of madness uh, chart. So you're having a physical bout of madness. Oh, nice. Excellent. Um, so your bout of madness is completely physical, and you're not going to notice it right now. Don't worry. Okay. Um, but yeah, so what do you do now? Now you see this woman there kind of like still kind of growling. And you can see her, her teeth look very sharp, but they don't look filed. You know what I mean? Um, that don't get got your cool. wish, Frank. You got to see her all in her glory. Oh, that scared me really bad. Yeah. I'll I, 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 I still take it back to the van. <laughs> are Frank and Robert still safe from their uh, sanity thresholds? They're 20%. Uh, I got one point. Okay. I'm with, I've got four points for firing. Frank, she'll find out to make sure. Dick. She will so bite off your dick. Nah, I think I could handle her. As I could she be a man eater. I blow smoke in her direction. <laughs> no problem. She just stands there eyeing you hungrily. Um, let me see here. Yeah. Oh shit! And uh, you look to see the next uh, exhibit. The sign, the name, uh, tells you that the next exhibit is Nino Escarabayo. But I think that's uh, that's good for our first session, probably right there. Oh shit! Did we miss the smoke break? (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, you totally did. He said seven forty-five. You guys were just wrapping up the uh, wrapping up the uh, costume contest then. <laughs> Our Next players, session. No oh, fuck. Sorry. Our players included Sham Saban, Josh Harwood, Dakota Davis, Alex Sun, and myself with Ian Christensen as the keeper of the secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members. You can set up private games. You can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Riley, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.